from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. What's Trending brought to you by GEICO. we got a number of ways that you can save on car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Go online to GEICO.com or stop by the GEICO office nearest you. Let's get it. Number five. All right, Fred McGriff was selected for the Baseball Hall of Fame on Sunday, Joe. This is by the new panel. It's called the Contemporary Baseball Era Committee. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of my thinking to myself, really, we're like, we need to change the name of the Hall of Fame again because Fred McGriff, while good, and even some years great, yeah. I mean, I mean, Hall is, of it, is he going in? <laughs> is he going in for the Tom Amansky video? So is that why? But then I then I started looking at this. Is a new deal? Okay, sure. sure. This is. These are former players who are voting on this mm-hmm. and current management position people in baseball. There are some like legacy writers in there, sure. but this is not your traditional vote. Okay. So if your peers from the from this generation are saying Fred McGriff is a Hall of Famer, I'm okay with that. Even though he doesn't really have the counting stats that we would traditionally use to put somebody in the Hall of Fame. So who's going to be bold enough on this committee to and say... That's the next part of this, because yeah. there's 16 people on the committee. Yeah. Fred McGriff was unanimous. Okay. I all get, 16 people. I get it. Which people, I I still kind of find that interesting. Okay? okay. Don Mattingly got eight votes. Again, you want to call it the Hall of Good? Fine. Yeah. Here's where it gets interesting. Kurt Schilling, who I do believe belongs in the Hall of Fame, okay. just because you have a, a bad personality, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be in the Hall of I Fame. I agree with you on that. He got seven votes. You need 12 out of the 16. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Rafael Palmeiro each got less than four votes. That's what it says. It doesn't specify the number that they got. I'm surprised that their peers, Clemens, Bonds, Palmeiro. Well, I'm surprised their peers did not vote them in on this let's, committee. Let's look at the three specifically, okay? okay? Barry Bonds is easy to understand. Nobody likes Barry Bonds. Even his peers? Even his peers don't like him. I feel like his peers would respect him. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes the level of dislike towards somebody could even cloud that. Okay. Rafael Palmero, for all I know, people could hold it against him going, man, you were going out there talking about, you know, pointing your finger and B12 shots and all that stuff. Now keep in and, mind, this is not writer's job. I'm going to give you some of the names here. Greg Maddox, Jack Morris, Ryan Sandberg, Lee Smith, Frank Thomas, Alan Trammell. Then the executives are current. Wait, and Frank the- Thomas is, is on this? Yeah. The same Frank Thomas that's pimping Nugenics? Yes. Yeah, so maybe that's okay. why you said Tom Amansky. Maybe Frank Thomas game recognizes game. Maybe. You know, hey, man, he, he sold things on on the uh, yeah. on cable I mean, before no, it's, it was it's, cool. It's entirely possible he put no, Fred I, McGriff in there and he goes, and she'll like it too. This is a fascinating concept to me. Yeah. This is not, you know, we've kind of, you know, all the media, fake media, fake news, <laughs> blah, 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 who's, who votes for the Hall of Fame in mm-hmm. our traditional Hall of Fame vote. And I think we're not equipped personally as writers to vote on such things anymore i i i love this concept though of using listen to those names maddox morris samberg i mean you know these are guys who who would know yeah and and that's why i'm surprised there was not more support i do wonder though if if some of the hall of fame shenanigans that we've seen remember for all the longest time it wasn't a unanimous choice because babe ruth wasn't because nobody else was right it was the dumbest argument i wonder if this the being the first year of it and it comes back in 25 by the way it's not going to be an every year thing Mm -hmm. i wonder if it being the first year of it they didn't want to be controversial you do the safe thing you put mcgriff in 
And then in 25, 26, when you come back, you say, now let's do the right thing and put Bonds and put Clemens and put Palmero in. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know this was a thing until I didn't until today. today. I didn't either. And when I saw the headline that Fred McGriff was going into the Hall of Fame, I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. Didn't we already just have the Hall of Fame? Right. Stuff? Like, I thought I would have seen I would have seen that news. And these are all yeah. people who have already cleared the 10-year window. So, uh, again, I think this is a great idea by Major League Baseball, but I'm slightly surprised it was only McGriff today. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. North Carolina, only one of six teams to go from preseason number one to unranked. At least, you know, from the 1961 to 1962 season. Most recently, Michigan State did that in the 2019-2020 season. I think it's the fastest, though, in which it's happened. The Tar Heels had the swiftest exit from the poll to start the season, four weeks. From uh, the last time that happened was in 1965-1966. The UCLA Bruins fell out of the poll after just three weeks when only 10 teams were officially ranked. But the Tar Heels' swiftest exit from the poll to start the season, four weeks. And it's come off four straight losses. Now, I do feel like when it comes to the Tar Heels, there's a lot of context to where they are at at this point in the season. They go to the Phil Knight Invitational, and they play a four-overtime loss to Alabama. That is followed up by a trip to Indiana for the ACC Big Ten Challenge on a Wednesday with Armando Baycott already dealing with some ankle issues, and then he deals with a shoulder problem in the game. And then you follow that up with an ACC opener against Virginia Tech at the Castle. There are such things as scheduled losses, and I think you can probably justify this one at the Castle as another scheduled loss. But here's the problem for the Tar Heels. Scheduled losses or not, they haven't looked good. And at some point, they're going to have to show some level of getting it before the season gets away from them in ACC play too quickly. Yeah, not having Armando Baca is obviously a big deal for Carolina. Playing against an efficient team is obviously a big deal for Carolina. I'm not ready. I'm still not ready to panic now. Yeah, sure. I've said this after each of the four losses. They get Ohio State and Michigan in the middle of December. And those are two games I feel like it's time. Those are the ones I want to see them show up for and take care of business because you don't want to put yourself in that same position you were in last year, by the way. Because mm-hmm. remember, they, they didn't really cement their status until late in the year when they beat Virginia Tech and when they beat Duke. Mm-hmm. The chances are going to get away from them. So they, they get Virginia twice. Okay, Virginia, In my opinion, Virginia and Virginia Tech are the two best teams in the ACC. So they'll get two cracks at Virginia. What haven't they been able to do lately? Beat Virginia. Yeah. And they don't get another shot at Virginia Tech. So they have two games against Duke, two games against Virginia in the league. And that's where you got you got to got to make sure you get those shots in. I um it's too early to talk about bubbles. It's too t- it's too early to talk about who's an NCAA tournament team who's not other than say Louisville <laughs> at this point, right? I mean, uh, that he, can't possibly be right, that Louisville is number 361 in the net out of 363. A power of five school. That's crazy to me. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, look, NC State had a bad loss on Friday at home to Pitt to start ACC play. I'm not even ready to make any sort of grand statements about the Wolfpack after right. that loss on Friday. 
But I'll say this about the Tar Heels. Context is just as important to talk about these losses as is the context of what the expectations were for this season. And this was supposed to be a group that showed you the carryover effect of last year. They brought a bunch of guys back. Armando Baycott is taken care of with NIL. You're expecting Caleb Love to have turned this corner. And if anything, they're right back to looking like the bubble team from last year. So it is fair. I do think we're at the point now with the Tar Heels where it is fair to say that maybe this group got hot at the right time of the year, catapulting with the Duke win, really, and they iron-fived it to the championship game where they finally ran out of steam in a competitive game against Kansas. I don't think that's an unfair criticism at this point about the Tar Heels and recontextualizing what we saw. Can they turn it around, though? Can they be an NCAA tournament team? Well, yes, they can. They've got the talent to do so. But Hubert Davis has to get this team back on the same page, which clearly it doesn't look the case. Everything looks like it's too hard for them right now. Way too Six hard Six assists them. again last night. Just, they're just not sharing the ball, moving the ball the way that it needs to go. Next and up. they didn't have an offensive rebound in the first half of the game, which is not Carolina basketball. Not at all. Not at all. Next up. Let's play a little Wolfpack grab bag. Newsy weekend for the Wolfpack okay. show. Okay. Would you like to start with the exit of Tim Beck, offense coordinator, now the head coach at you, Coastal Carolina? You called this one last week, didn't you? Well, Pete Tamil did, yes. And I thought it made a lot of sense, and of course it did. So we, we could start there. We could start with Trey Turner getting the big bag from the Philadelphia Phillies. Or... We can go back to the hoops loss. Well, here's my question. From Friday night. We know we know Tim Beck, the offensive coordinator for NC State, being creative at times, like in the 2020 season, but also being conservative to a fault. How much of that is the way that Dave Dorn yeah. wanted to win football games, and how much of that was Tim Beck and how he ran things? So let me rephrase it. Does, to quote a former Coastal Carolina head coach, does he got that dog in him? He worked with that guy. At Nebraska. So there's a personal connection there. Yes. Seriously. Yes. So I, I think we have to look at Tim Beck through the prism of his entire three years. While I did not think he did a very good job this year, mm -hmm. in fact, I think he did a questionable job this year, you can't question what he did the first year in the pandemic where Bailey Hockman, he was very creative in a situation where they lost Devin Leary, in a situation where, remember, Joe, State was 4-8 and eight in 2019. Yep. They weren't a good team. And he didn't have a lot of time. He didn't have spring because of the pandemic. He, he barely had a fall because of the pandemic. And he had that group very, running at the right rate. Creative. Last year, can't argue with Devin Leary's numbers and the progress that he made. So Tim Beck did good job in 20. Did a great job in 20. Great. Mm -hmm. Unqualified. Great. Good job in 21. And then this year was a struggle. But to your point, how much of that was... How much of how much of a leash does Dave Doran and, and the way that he prefers to play was that put on him? We'll find out at Coastal Carolina. Will he be all willy nilly? I don't know. Will he get all fancy Dan with the Chanticleers? I don't know. Maybe, but we'll see. Trey Turner, by the way, three hundred million dollars, eleven years from the Phillies, big time. You know our guy Elliot Evans going to get a little chunk of that for something, right? <laughs> Stadium renovation, something. Yeah. It's going to be Trey Turner Field. Have you. That number is going to be retired right quick. I can promise you that. Have you talked to Avent yet about whether or not he's already hit Trey Turner with let me hold $5? I hope he did. He should. That's his guy. Next up. 
number two. Baker Mayfield's nobody's guy right now. Baker Mayfield was released by the Carolina Panthers today. This is something that he wanted. So here's Steve Wilkes, interim head coach, Carolina Panthers, on Baker Mayfield's release today. Baker uh, has been, you know, release. Um, you know, we had a conversation uh, today. Uh, I talked to the guys about, you know, Sam uh, will be the starter this week against Seattle, and uh, PJ would be the backup. And uh, Baker has been nothing but a uh, professional since he's been here, a complete pro. Uh, tremendous respect for him. Uh, as in, I had a conversation. Uh, I talked about, you know, my decision uh, at the time uh, to go to Cleveland uh, was all based off uh, him and their offense and having an opportunity to be, you know, with a productive team that I felt could move the ball. Uh, and, you know, this is a, you know, a tough business. Uh, and sitting in this seat, you know, it's a tough decision on my part, but uh, it was something that I felt like, uh, was the best move for the team moving forward. That's Steve Wilkes, interim head coach, Carolina Panthers. And he it was followed up. Like, so he, he wanted this. He asked for the release, right? He felt, and we felt, we wanted to give him, uh, again, an opportunity to be able to seek uh, whatever him, him and his agent felt would be the best for them. Uh, again, uh, he has been nothing but a uh, professional for us. So uh, I wanted to extend that courtesy. Again, that's Steve Wilkes, interim head coach for the Carolina Panthers on Baker Mayfield's release. I think Baker Mayf the Baker Mayfield story has a, a few threads to pull on. There's the first one of understanding the deal made sense at the time for the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield was not wanted in Cleveland because they brought on Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield understood that his market was not great. There weren't a lot of places that were going to make sense for him. So he took a pay cut in order to be a Carolina Panther. $5 million. I think it was a day three pick that was also conditional on the amount of times that he played. Clearly, they're not going to meet that. So the Panthers pick really is fine. It, it, they didn't give up anything for him. They took a flyer on him. I was wrong about Baker Mayfield. Well, they gave up a fifth-round pick. Or fifth-round pick. I was wrong about Baker Mayfield. Okay. What sense? In the sense that I thought that his exit from Cleveland was not necessarily a fair look at Baker Mayfield and his time there. When healthy... Yeah, it looked he, like he was a pretty competent quarterback. Yeah, his left shoulder was screwed up last year, and he should not have played through it. No. That's kind of on him in, in part, because remember last year at Case Keenum, they were like unbeaten when Keenum played. So I thought, all right, he's healthy now. Turns out he wasn't really the same guy after playing through that. No, and, you know, Baker Mayfield, I hate to say it, because, you know, Bill Parcells has the book mm -hmm. on quarterbacks and what their size is supposed to be and, you know, we have different worldviews now with Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. Sure, sure. But the truth of the matter is, when you see Russ now at age 34, not really at the level that he needs to be at, you see Baker Mayfield even in year five breaking down, you're going, well, wait a minute. Maybe there was a book on quarterbacks for a reason mm -hmm. because they can't hold up. And I think you're seeing that in Baker Mayfield because in even numbered years, Baker Mayfield had been outstanding. You know, he, he led the Browns to their first playoff win in like 100 years. Yeah. In uh, 20. So I, I thought he had a chance to be an upgrade for the Panthers this year. He was throwing passes that were getting batted down. Like, he looked like a peewee Pop Warner quarterback it, it this year. It was bad. It was, was, it was bad. stupid. So he's going to be a backup somewhere else. Although there are teams with a need right now. You look at the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. 
uh, being done for the season. On top of Trey Lance being done for the season, they went Brock Purdy, literally Mr. Irrelevant uh, from this past draft. They're going to try to win with him and a lot of defense. My guess is that Christian McCaffrey probably went to the front office and said, yeah, please don't. I'm, I'm glad to be here now, even with Brock Purdy. But I will say the other thread to pull on with Baker Mayfield is that it's yet another example that Matt Rule cannot talk circles out of. Okay, He can yeah. say all the platitudes he wants, talk in vague terms, and talk really, really fast. But he wanted Baker Mayfield. That was yet another error in his decision-making in terms of the quarterback that was going to help him. Just like Sam Darnold was another mistake. The quarterback position has been wrong every single time for the Carolina Panthers, including moving on from Teddy Bridgewater, who was supposed to be the answer at the time. So well, and that might have been and that might have been Tepper's. It sounds like to the, from the reporting, Tepper was the one who didn't want Bridgewater. Well, and anymore. what Teddy Bridgewater also pointed out is that maybe Teddy Bridgewater wanted to go somewhere else because it wasn't like they were playing situ- they weren't practicing situational right. football. Well, they had, they had an offensive coordinator in Joe Brady who had never run a practice before. So all of this is to just reiterate the point that the reason why Matt Rule is no longer the head coach of the Carolina Panthers is because he got the most important position on the field wrong every single time or yeah. was part of a group that got it wrong every single time. And based on the reporting, I know Joe Person at the Athletics on this as well. He wanted Baker Mayfield swinging a miss again sure. for Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers. Given the options, you know, the realistic options this year, though. Yeah. I still don't hate the move, even though it didn't no, work absolutely out. Not. Absolutely not. Because at least it wasn't Matt Corral trading up. At least it wasn't paying another, the high price yes. for Sam Darnold that they yes. did. Those were real draft capital. A fifth round pick, you can ultimately get past that. Next at up. the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of the day, man. At the end of the day. The day. Well, of course, don't forget Matt Rule's the quarterback plan. story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. Was just to draft another Patrick Mahomes. Just, we're going to draft well, another Patrick Mahomes. Maybe uh, maybe, maybe Matt Rule can do that in college thanks to the transfer There portal. you go. You know, maybe he's, maybe he's where he needs to be back in Nebraska. It is transfer season. It's been a wild day today. And why? I'm okay with it. Next. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's simulation and game design program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. Today's been a wild day in college football, and we're not talking about the decisions made by the college football playoff, not because of the bowl setups or anything like that. Today was the day that we've been trying to tell you about, but I think everybody gets it now. Name, image, and likeness has completely changed the transfer game, and there's been a record amount of players entering the transfer portal. Not all of these players are going to change their location. But the one position that clearly will show you a lot of change is that quarterback. I think it's I think a record number of 62 quarterbacks announced their intentions to transfer. Pretty much all of them in the ACC, not named Riley Leonard and not named Drake May. Pretty much, yeah. Devin Leary, NC State, DJ Uyunglele, Brennan Armstrong, Phil Dracovich, Kendon Slovis, who was already a transfer, Jeff Sims, Georgia Tech, Drew Pine at Notre Dame. And then we get to the uh, we get to the backup situations like Jacoby Criswell, which made a lot of sense at North Carolina. Yeah, Drake May's not 
coming off that. He's it's Jacoby's going to try to find Jacoby's going to try to find somewhere else. We knew it was going to get like this because of name, image, and likeness, and teams try to improve their situations by securing packages for these quarterbacks that will theoretically change the outlooks of their season. You're telling me that Notre Dame might not benefit from this because they've got name, image, and likeness? Are you telling me that Lincoln Riley isn't going to find another guy that he can turn into a Heisman hopeful because that's what he does at well, Southern Cal, right? And he's got Caleb Williams for one more year. That's right. He's got so. him for one more year uh, after he got hurt in the Pac-12 uh, championship game. Regardless. By the way, we were spared. In what sense? Did you watch any of that Utah-USC game? Yeah. USC's offensive line was criminal. Well, criminally bad. I will say this about the college football playoff. When Georgia wants to put the hammer down, oh yeah, they put the hammer down. Down, and I think that's gonna it's gonna be really interesting to see how Ohio. It's one thing to process losing to Michigan, but do you want to be embarrassed in the college football playoff again? And today, Jackson Smith, Nick Jigba, their best receiver, mm-hmm. who really hasn't played all year, announced that he's not playing yeah. in the playoffs. So, I, I would have loved. I I personally think a healthy Ohio State is the only team in the in the playoff that could challenge Georgia, mm-hmm. but not without. Jackson Smith, Nick Jigba. But back to uh, but back to the transfers. I'm perfectly okay with all of this. Essentially, what's going on today is what we've seen with the NBA and the NHL on free agency day. I mean, the only thing that was lacking today, and maybe this is my takeaway, is we knew it was happening, but we were still caught off guard. And I can tell you, this time next year, you're going to see a transfer special on the ACC network and the SEC network and ESPN will have coverage in the same way that they had coverage for all the free agencies. And again, I'm perfectly okay with that. With the amount of money that's flowing into the Big Ten and the SEC, to a lesser extent, the ACC, all that money's flowing, and not a single bit of it goes to the players. Somebody has to compensate them. And if the schools aren't going to do it, well... That job now is in the hands of the boosters. And that's the next most interesting part to me. It's one thing for the players to go out there, but I feel like there's going to be further stratification at the elite level as to which programs actually can get their boosters who are used to giving schools money for renovations, upgrades, water features, sleep pods, new blue zones, and everything else, right? How they transition to an era where you need to give this money to the top quarterback that you want or that top wide receiver that you're looking at or a defensive back you feel is going to make a difference. This is going to be the most fascinating part, and that's why I thought it was interesting. Clemson, a couple of weeks ago, put out social media videos Mm -hmm. essentially rallying the troops because if Clemson's going to – people have been wondering about Dabo and whether or not he's going to enter the transfer portal. Well, clearly the guys who give the money – want him to and that's what those videos were about it was hey Dabo we don't need to give you another sleep pod or a or a new slide you got to take this money and get somebody who could be better than Cade Klubnik that's what you're gonna go go out and do and he's gonna be the most interesting person in this new era Dabo Swinney I wonder when the coaches contracts get restructured in what sense? Well, we're giving $9 million to Matt Rule. I mean, some, some of that, most of that is usually supplemental. It is. Contracts, right? From IMG mm-hmm. and from their different sneaker deals. At what point does the head coach say, 
I know what I'm saying to you, Joe. Nobody's going to say no to money. <laughs> but at what point does the coach say, you know, Matt Rule, for example, I'm making $9 million. Yeah. You know what? How about you, you, you give me, I don't know, six, and we, and we divert that media and sneaker deal money to uh, GoBigRed.com. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Makes a lot of sense. I, that's Mel Tucker at, at Michigan State, our guy, making all that money. At yeah. what point do you say, you know what would be beneficial to me in the long run is for that money to be diverted to the actual players who are going to help me get to that next deal which, by the way, uh, are you gonna are you gonna turn away thirty million dollars over five years? No, you're not. No, you're not gonna do that. I mean, how much how much do you need? I don't know. I don't know. That sounds a little too communist for me, Julia. Uh, that sounds okay. like a redistribution of wealth that I'm just not comfortable okay. with. Okay, that's fine. Even though, my bad. Even though sports shows those tendencies all the time when it comes to professional sports, but that's another conversation for another day. More great news for carry commuters with the new Go Carry app. You can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the Go Carry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the Go Carry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. Go carry. Where getting there is just a tap away. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. And Dennis is in his feels today, man. Dennis is really feeling it. Yeah. I have a way for Dennis to feel better. How's that? Let's get this Manolo guy. Who? The guy who talked to the Canes and was pumping him up and was on the on the uh, Kings broadcast with Trip Tracy. I wasn't. I was not aware. I'm gonna put. This, <laughs> I'm gonna put this video clip in there. You're gonna be ready to go. All right. You're we'll, going to be ready to go. We'll get that out there tomorrow. Yeah, Devin Leary announcing his intent to transfer from NC State. He's not alone. Like every quarterback in the ACC, not named Drake May or Riley Leonard, has decided, I'm going to go somewhere else, which is fine. I, I'm totally cool with it. But you see, you, what you might not know is that Dennis Cox is Devin Leary's number one fan to the point where I thought you were going to single white female him at some point. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. Like one day, one day you're going to show up at Leary's place and be like, hi, I'm you now. So um, I'm just saying, like when you saw him in July, it was very, you had a moment. We did. Okay. We had a very, very fun moment. Yes. Well, I'm glad, but now he's gone. He's gone. Is he though? Well, I know what you're hoping for. Yeah. There's there's one I don't think this is gonna happen, but maybe I'll go to Holy Rose and buy a candle to manifest it this week. Please do. For your own sake. Yes. What what would you what would be the greatest thing happen for you with Matt with Devin Leary's transfer? If he goes to Nebraska. Oh my goodness. With Matt Rule. Could oh. you imagine Devin Leary fanboy meeting fake Matt Rule? <sighs> I think you can make it happen. I don't think the world's ready for it, man. The world is not ready for it. So, yeah, Devin Leary transferring from NC State. Not a surprise, I guess. I guess the surprise is that he's transferring and that he's not going pro. That would be the surprise for some people. Not that he's 
leaving NC State. It's just the nature of which he's leaving, as in he's going to go over to the program. No, we talked about this yeah. since the surgery and since really MJ Morris emerged. Mm-hmm. You know, and look at the, look at it this way: Devin Leary has to do what's best for Devin Leary, of course. And there's no guarantee you're going to make a half a million dollars, a million dollars even, in the XFL or the USFL. No, 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 no. And he needs to rehabilitate his pro stock. Mm-hmm. The best way to do that is to come back well, and put in the season that he could have had this year with NC State, but didn't for, whatever, for a variety of reasons. And it, and it wasn't just the injury. Here's the question, though. Are we 10 years away, if we're still doing this, are we 10 years away from Never Failed, the Devin Leary podcast? Only if MJ Morris leaves, too. <laughs> and, then <it> was, <laughs> and then I was left with Ben Finley. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Ben Finley. Absolutely not. Helped, uh, Sling it. He did. He helped them win against uh, against North Carolina. Speaking of, speaking of the transfer portal, Baker Mayfield entered the transfer portal today <laughs> that was a bit of a surprise and uh, he apparently asked for his release because the writing's on the wall in carolina the panthers are going to go with sam darnold the rest of the way pj walker is going to be at number two and whatever has been nagging baker mayfield he just can't get over it he's been bad all year his throws look bad he's ineffective as a quarterback i do think this goes back to his injury and that he was never at 100 percent and he's just he just doesn't have it anymore. It happens to you, man. I just don't know where his options are. I mean, where are you going to be a starter? Are you going to help him tank in Indy? Since Matt Ryan is starting to show all the very much the age of Matt Ryan. Right. I mean, I got to imagine that the San Francisco 40... What would Vegas do if Baker Mayfield signed with the San Francisco 49ers? Would the odds to win the Super Bowl get worse? Yes. For the Niners? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then, I mean, then they're, they're going Brock Purdy. Well, they're going to they're going to anyway without Garoppolo. I mean, it's also pretty clear right now that the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. They might actually be the best team in the NFL. That that's also happening as well. And look, I have no problems admitting when I'm wrong about stuff. And I got the Baker Mayfield thing wrong. the The decision to bring him on still holds true. the The decision to bring him on at five million dollars and a fifth round pick. Fine. Like you had nothing to lose at that point. If it worked out for you, all all the best in the I mean, world. If it didn't, I, I you just cut your I'm going to defend your own point here, though. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, our point was, if the Panthers could get a functional Baker Mayfield, they could compete in a division that's down. The division is down. Dennis, what did you say earlier today? What What is the current standings in the NFC South? They all stink. But legitimately, aren't if 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 the Saints win tonight, right? If the Saints win tonight. You would have Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and New Orleans at five wins, mm-hmm. and Carolina at four. Right. So the premise wasn't wrong. No, it wasn't wrong. We just couldn't have predicted that Baker Mayfield couldn't throw the ball over the offensive line as if he was playing <laughs> Pop Warner football. Not to go full Butch Davis, but had I known <laughs> that Baker Mayfield would not be functional, well then... Had I known that he could not complete a pass past the line of scrimmage... <laughs> I never would have gone out on that list. Yeah, I wish I would have. And, and yeah, and look, the whole the whole division is something that you and I talked about this year when it was abundantly clear that Tom Brady didn't have it. Yeah, the Buccaneers are not in a Super Bowl window. But you know, speaking of Tom Brady, you know what my favorite rumor of the weekend was? He's coming back. He's coming back <sighs> to New England. Why? I don't know. Why? Why? I don't know. Why? So they could. So so he could prove once and for all it was me. <laughs> At 47. You need me. 
<laughs> anyway, we got you're Pan- nothing without me, Belichick. We got Panthers talk coming up. I'm sure this will come up in conversation. You're through, soup Nazi. Um, immediately following today's show, we got Monday Night Football as well. We'll see you Tuesday afternoon on the fan. We've got this. Uh, we got this wheel. We're gonna spin tomorrow. We're gonna put a quarterback's face on it. We're gonna put a bunch of teams on this wheel, and then we'll see where it lands to see if we can predict where all these ACC transfer quarterbacks are going to be going, including Devin Leary, which we might have to rig it for Notre Dame. But you didn't hear that from me. You didn't hear that from me. You can trust us. (laughs) What could go wrong on a a roulette wheel? (laughs) At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.